Hi, I'm Jack Wilson, and once again, this is You Think? Well, today I want to talk about watching out for people around you, watching out for evil, staying away from the bad guys. Uh, in Acts 20, 29, it says, For I know this. This is Paul. He knew this. That after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Now, he knew this. This was, I don't know if it was a prophecy or he just felt it in his heart, knowing the world and how it is. But without a doubt, people are going to try to tear you apart, not sparing the flock. And who is it? They're not real wolves, of course. They're people, people who may look like angels. But they are coming to, to destroy the flock. Now, a good parent will be concerned for their children. We teach them if someone wants you to go somewhere with them, don't go. If they try to give you candy or say your parents told me to pick you up, don't do it. We might even give them a code word so they would know it's from you or not. My daughter goes to school and I'm concerned about that. I'm afraid there might be that one instruction I did not give her to protect herself. I, I guess all parents feel this way. Uh, Jesus said in Acts twenty twenty nine, For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the fl flock. Okay? Not sparing the flock. Uh, that was Paul that said that, actually. I'm sorry. I, I attributed that to Jesus. But uh, not sparing the flock. They want to tear you up. And we worry about the same thing. And our worrying is valid because God said it was. Wolves wanting to tear us up. For what reason? For any reason. To serve Satan. I've heard people saying, you know what? There's no Democrat. There's no, no Republican. We just have to come together and compromise. You cannot compromise. How do you compromise millions of abortions how do you compromise teaching that homosexuality is right or transgenderism or letting uh, men be girls on the football field I, I mean there is no compromise on the things that they did how about compromise of leaving the gates open and all the uh, illegals coming into the country and, and living off the benefits that hard-working Americans paid for. You know your your welfare benefit, your, uh, not welfare, your social security benefits that you paid for, that's yours, they're going out to other people. Yeah. People who never worked for it. I had a guy the other night say to me, oh, church buildings are no good. Church, church buildings are no good. The physical building is wrong. The apostles met in homes. Blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm pretty well versed in the Bible, so I asked him, the apostles didn't have running water, cars, or electricity, so should we also not have that? He had nothing to say. You have to learn simple deduction in life. If this can't be, what else can be? Okay? You ask yourself, if this can't be, what else can't be? All right? I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. First Peter 3.15 says, 
But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer <coughs> Excuse me, to everyone, every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and in fear. How well do you know the Bible? You know it good? You take it to your heart? You all know the gospel, but can you tell me about the gap theory? Who were the giants of old? So there's a lot of things in the Bible that you may not know. And you don't have to know everything in the Bible, but you have to read your Bible. And, and I shouldn't even say read. You have to study your Bible. You have to put it in your heart. If you get up every morning and spend five minutes or ten minutes reading the Word of God and asking God, God, bless this time, Lord, that you will show me something new from your Word. And maybe you're only reading a paragraph, but God will give you a truth out of that paragraph. Instead of trying to go for distance, reading three books of the Bible and not understanding any of it. So, the trick to beating those that would come in to destroy us is knowing the Word of God and having the wisdom that comes from God. Sometimes somebody will say something to you and you just know it's wrong. How do you know? Because the spirit inside you is telling you, this is wrong. Don't be fooled. This is wrong. You can't be protected from those on the outside trying to get you. Right now, we have a country that's totally whacked. All right? Half the country is supposedly conservative. And half the country is supposedly and not democratic. They're, they're liberal. They're, they're communist. They're socialist. They're anarchists. Okay? And uh, they'll try to tell you that they're right. They're right. They said there's more racism in this country than in any other in the world. And we had a professor come on uh, Fox News night and started discussing that. And he said, America is the least racist country in the world. Why would people want to flee their countries and come to America? Because they know how good it is. Matthew 7:15 says, Beware of false prophets. Don't believe those who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ravening wolves. I mean, everybody, this climate change thing. And you know, intelligent people will sit there and say, yeah, that, that makes absolute sense. We're sending up this carbon monoxide and it's blowing up the world up there and, and it's causing the, the, uh, the, I don't know, causing it to get hot. In the beginning, it was global freezing. Everything was going to freeze. And then it became global heating. Everything was going to be hot. And then they decided on, oh, they had the best term, climate change. And nobody could dispute climate change because especially if you live in a land that has uh, winter, spring, summer, and fall. So we certainly do know what climate change is. And so now if they get an extra storm one year or, or it's extra warm one month, they say, see, that's climate change. And then the winter time, uh, oh, it's we're getting more snow than ever before. But if you know what? If you look back in history, 
and you go a hundred years back to when they started keeping weather, uh, you will see that we are on a cyclical pattern and that pattern gives us colder winters and warmer winters and even the scientists, they have no brains. If you look at the North Pole and the South Pole, both, both of them are frozen. You know why they're frozen? Because the, the, the axis of the Earth has shifted. When did it shift? During the time of Noah's Ark, when all the fountains of the deep uh, opened up and the uh, clouds above broke open and the water came down and shook the Earth that it shook into a little bit of a tilt. Immediately, both polar caps froze. And they proved that by digging down and finding uh, petrified animals, all right? If you flash freeze something, it will keep forever. That's why uh, you see these companies flash freeze fish. You can keep that in your refrigerator for 100 years and it'll still be good. Why? I don't know why. But it freezes everything so fast, has no chance to decide to go bad in six months, whatever it is. But that's, that's the truth. We have that. So that's why we have this uh, north and south freeze. It's not global uh, change at all. Uh, Matthew 7.15 says again, Beware of the false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. And these people, even though they sound good, oh yeah, climate change, blah, 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 blah. What, what do they get out of that? Well, you start paying a tax, what they call a carbon tax. Oh, you use your car. We have to pay, you have to pay a tax for how much you use your car. Oh, you, you have electricity in the house. Well, you pay for how much. Come on. It's all a scam to get more money out of you. That's all it is, folks. Remember Al Gore? The polar ice caps will melt in 10 years. And that was, what, 15 years ago? They never melted. They will try to give you a different religion. They'll tell you there's a religion called liberalism. Say liberalism. I like to think of myself as a liberal. Uh, over here in, in the Philippines, we've been helping kids for 14 years uh, learn how to uh, read and write and study and grow up and go to college. And we fed them, we clothed them, we got them on the right track to get jobs. And, and to me, that's a liberal concept. But the liberal concept they're thinking of is completely different. The liberal concept that they're thinking of says, let's not have police anymore. Let's open the jails and let all the people out. So your mind, and this is where it's important to have a brain. Your mind should say, if somebody says to me, we should let all the people out of jail. I hereby discredit anything they say because they're a moron, and rightfully so. Just like if somebody says to you, well, abortions are right uh, if the mother really doesn't want the child. Oh, it's a right to murder if the mother doesn't want the child. If the mother don't want the child, let her close her legs, and she wouldn't have to worry about that. All right? That's right. All right. What what happens to a mother who who gets sick because she ate uh, five gallons of ice cream? All right. What would you say to her next time? Close your mouth. All right. There's no there's no common sense. Use your 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 feeling of deduction. 
alright? If you ate too much ice cream and you got sick, don't do that anymore. Close your mouth. If you got pregnant but you didn't want a child, close your legs. Is that too hard to figure out? 2 Corinthians 11.4 For he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached. You think Jesus would be preaching, go get an abortion? Not in a million years. That's what they did in the old days, uh, the God of Moloch, where this God had a big circle in his stomach, and it was flames inside, and they threw their babies in there and burned them. That was sacrificing your children to Moloch, and that's what they're doing today. <coughs> this is not a, a new concept. How about if you receive another spirit which you have not received, or another gospel which you have not accepted, he might well bear with him. In other words, he's saying that there's somebody comes along and tries to tell you their way, and you're gullible, and you listen, look, look at the Mormons. They want to tell you that there was this guy named Joseph Smith and in the 1800s in New York. And I come from New York. I understand New York. He was upstate New York. And he used to go around and use peep stones to tell fortunes. And he was a wacko. He was known up there as a wacko. He was in and out of jail up there. Uh, this is on record. So one day he found these two golden plates with inscriptions on them. I don't know if he found anything, or he made it up, or it was a, a nice design plate that he interpreted as having angelic writing on it. He says the angel Moroni came down and told him what was on the plates. They get that? The angel Moroni. What's that sound like? Angel moron. In other words, you're a moron if you believe that story. And so when stories like this happen... You have to say to yourself, that's not right. I won't follow him. How about the uh, uh, Jehovah Witnesses? Well, they had uh, uh, Charles Taze Russell, uh, who founded it. He was a, he was a printer. And uh, Judge Rutherford backed him up. And again, in the 1800s. And he took the Bible and he had, some, I don't know who did it, switched all the words around. Like in John where it says, uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. They put the Word in there which says, and the Word was a God. Like Jesus was only a God, not the God. All right? So that's what they did. So they also sold this wheat. Wheat. You know wheat that you grow, you grind, you, you know, wheat. And uh, people took him to court because he said this wheat will grow twice as fast and twice as high as any other wheat. So when it didn't, of course, they took him to court. And uh, the prosecutor asked him, he says, uh, you, you're supposed to be uh, very uh, in tune with the, uh, with the Greek language, right? And he says, oh, yeah. He says, could you read this for me? So he looks at it, he says, oh, no, this is, this is beyond my knowledge. He says, beyond your knowledge? This is the Greek alphabet. The simplest thing to read. So he's a phony. And, and these people just keep going. Uh, Inglesi de Cristo, another guy, uh, early 1900s, starts a church and says he's the only way. 
Any church that says to you, we are the only way to go to God, is a lie. No church can bring you to God. And, and I hate to say it, but no Bible can bring you to God. Now, we, we read the King James Bible, and it's the only Bible that I believe that is a true Bible. But reading it alone doesn't bring you to God. There has to be a change in your heart. You have to say, oh, I see Jesus now. I know he died for my sins. I believe he loves me. I ask him to come into my heart, change me, make me a new person, and save me. And he will. That's the true gospel. You can come to my church. I'll tell you, I can't save you. My church can't save you. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 11, 4, For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel, which you have not accepted, you might well bear with him. Again, you might well bear with him. In other words, if you're not slick, if you're not smart, if you're more than that, if you're not close to God, if you're not following him, studying his word, and doing what he wants you to do, you might be susceptible to this kind of teaching. Uh, I'll tell you a little story. I was saved about a year later. I went over with the, with the Jehovah Witnesses. I was new. I didn't follow Christ that well. And when they came, they started talking to me about how uh, uh, Jesus was just a man. And everything they showed me in their Bible. Wow, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God. Thank God. He revealed himself to me. And I went back to where I should have been. Now, I didn't lose my salvation, folks. Don't get me wrong. I accepted Christ my Lord and Savior, and that was it. He saved me. But uh, I had no no benefits on this earth whatsoever. I was just part of that horrible group. Now, this also concerned Paul, as it should concern all of us. If you ever are put in that situation where somebody sounds really good and makes sense to you, then you better read your Bible and get on your knees and tell God so he will expose it to you. Galatians 1.8 says, But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And you know what the gospel is. God became a man, Jesus Christ. He was born in, a, in Bethlehem. He grew up as a young boy. He grew up without sin. Uh, he started his ministry at age 30, preaching the gospel and, and how to go to heaven by, by accepting the Lord. And uh, he was crucified, died on the cross at age 33. Uh, he was in the tomb and he arose again out of the tomb. That's the gospel. He, and he went to heaven. That's the gospel. And if you accept anything else, it says, if somebody else preaches that to you. It says, let him be accursed. As we said before, so I say now again, if any man preach any of the gospel unto you, then that you have received, let him be accursed. He said it twice. Why? Emphasis. When God says something twice, he means it. That's business. And he said it twice. And he said, notice he said, let him be accursed, not you be accursed. I think if you're saved already, you start listening to this crap. 
It doesn't change who you are. We have one gospel and one teaching, the Bible, and we must protect each other from those who would destroy us. The most vulnerable is the person who does not read their Bible. And this is why I say, take no other books, but discover the truth on your own. You know, there's books out there, story books. It's interesting reading. Okay, it may be fun to read. And I'm not saying you shouldn't read that. But there's other books that tell you uh, what the Bible means. Don't ever read one of those. I don't care. It's Billy Graham. Don't read them. Okay, because each one is a sinner and each one has his own. You get in there and you ask God to show you. If you had money, you would secure it in the bank so no one could steal it. How much more your beliefs or your children's beliefs for that matter, right? And so you need to understand that these people are coming up against you and they will destroy you if you let them. Okay, let's pray now. Dear Heavenly Father, protect your sheep. Give them knowledge. Give them the desire to seek and to know your word, Lord God, and to be close to you that no one can harm them. And they'll be strong and they'll be courageous and they'll be good warriors for Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have something to say to me, 7101 at USA.net. Yeah, email me at 7101 at USA.net. And we'll see you next time.